0: Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my twenties. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. Have you been thinking about conceiving a baby? Or what about creating a business or a body of arts? Have you been trying and feel like you're running out of options when it comes to your fertility? Or maybe you're confused on where to even begin to optimize your fertility. This episode is outside of your fertility facts norm. We're going to chat IVF, hormones, all of your traditional run-of-the-mill functional medicine helping connect you know, your body and the key nutrients and all the things you need to know physiologically for your fertility. But we will also talk about the energy field today and that's what makes this episode so special. You will experience ovarian energy medicine that is likely unknown to you before this. How do I know? Because if this form of medicine were widely distributed by providers, we would not have near the fertility epidemic we have today for women and for men. We are creative channels from heaven to earth in many ways as women. So whether you're in the baby making business or another kind of business or art, this is for you. So if you're looking to conceive a baby, a business, or a brand new work in your life, tune in and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. I'm so excited. It's just me today to be bringing you this episode, preparing to get pregnant, five steps to take. And these five steps are so important and what have been tried and true of blending all of the worlds where spirit meets science, functional medicine meets energy medicine. This is what I have seen in my practice really help mamas conceive the baby they know they are here to bring from heaven onto earth. So let's get started, shall we? Step number one let's make it super simple hormones and tracking your ovulation. If you have a symptom, You have hormone imbalance. Our hormones are so important when it comes to our immune system, to our general being, our energy levels, our metabolism. And so I want to dive right in and talk about IVF and how it works and why it's typically the first thing given. I do want to start by saying that. If IVF is the path for you and you know that intuitively and you feel sound and solid and supported by this form of medicine, I support you. If you feel like, gosh, IVF is an option, it's not necessarily the option I want, or maybe not the option I want yet, let's work through these five steps and watch you give these your all for a very good period of time, a number of months, and giving your body a fair shot. So for how IVF works, I would assume it's not where you want to start if you're listening to this. So to stimulate your ovaries, you might receive an injectable medication containing a follicle stimulating hormone, a luteinizing hormone, or a combination of both. These medications stimulate more than one egg to develop at a time. And then you can also get estrogen and HCG before typically conception time to help eggs grow and mature. So In reality, you're pumped full of hormones, but what if we could naturally incline your levels without synthetic hormones, without side effects of IVF? And then also something really important to think about, even if IVF is your path that you feel really good about, what happens after baby? So the goal with IVF can be sometimes tunnel vision because we're just, you know, the medicine is like, we're here to help you conceive and have a miracle. And that is so important. But like, what about after a baby and you still need hormone support? Because if your hormones weren't at a place of conception, you know, a place of fertility before a baby, and you were only supported to conceive, you're going to need support after. And that's nothing on their end that they're able to give you just the traditional IVF therapies. So hormonal therapies, including oral contraceptives and the IVF can impair glucose and lipid metabolism, promote insulin resistance and inflammation. IVF treatment involves administration of reproductive hormones, similar in composition, but much higher doses than those used for oral contraception. And you can find more information in the PubMed article that I will link in the show notes, impact of contraceptive and IVF hormones on metabolic endocrine and inflammatory status. So you don't think that I'm just pulling these facts out of who knows where. And so just knowing what am I saying by step number one, hormones and tracking ovulation, we haven't got to the ovulation part, but the hormones, it's so important to notice that if there's a trouble with fertility or conception, I promise you, if you get your hormones checked by a general allopathic and sometimes even specialty reproductive professionals, practitioners who are outside of functional medicine or outside of like Holistic hormone expertise and support. I promise you, they'll tell you you're fine. And then they'll push you through a system that can work. And you do have it as an option, thank goodness. But if you don't want it as an option, listen up. It's also really important to look at the thyroid. I cannot tell you how many women and men are preemptively given thyroid meds. I mean, this happens like inflammation. I'm going to go on a rabbit hole, but I'm going to make it quick. When you have inflammation in your body, your body's not happy, the thyroid is oftentimes one of the first things to speak and say, "Mm, Something's going on in here. The thyroid can get back in range very quickly and sometimes pretty easily, depending on what's going on in the body. But we have a lot of well meaning primary care and endocrine providers who are like, Oh, thyroid out of range. Let me help. But it's a little preemptive and it's unnecessary. And they start to medicate. This happens all the time in women and some men. And so they take someone who's in an inflammatory hypothyroid state that could be corrected with some nutrition, a little bit of hormone help, some adaptogen support. Maybe they're really stressed out and they're going to come out of that on their own. And then they're given medication, which puts puts them into a hyperthyroid state, burning through the sex hormones, antioxidants, minerals, like magnesium, everything you need to get pregnant. I see this happen all of the time where women are having trouble and they cling to their thyroid medication because they've been brainwashed into thinking something's wrong with my thyroid. My thyroid's the problem when it's actually the opposite. They're not hypo. They're in a medicated hyperthyroid state. And that is a big reason that they're having trouble. So on the contrary, a thyroid that needs support with high TSH levels and low thyroid hormones So the hypothyroid, like the true hypothyroid, yes, can be the reason for infertility and miscarriage. And then also unnecessarily being medicated. And if you've listened to the thyroid episode, several episodes back on the show, six steps to take when you've been diagnosed with thyroid disease, you will understand that most thyroid conditions do not require medication and the medication's not really doing you much good for the root cause anyways. So get your thyroid checked out and get your hormones checked out by someone who will listen and know how to support you and not push you through a cookie cutter system. Capish? Great. Okay. Something else I want to say about hormones, because this is really common um, that I see on social media and I watch this and again, people are well-meaning and I do think there's credit in this. Here's my beef. When I'm watching Providers or health coaches or who's he, what's he's saying like, oh, you have low progesterone, just take adaptogens and take all these supplements and drink this tea and then take, you know, whatever else that you can buy from them. And then like, you'll be better. Supplements are such a small part of it. If you are in premature ovarian, ovarian failure after several years of hormonal birth control, stress or trauma, if you're having trouble trying to conceive and you do all of the fall foring following steps, and you still need support 99% of the time, bioidenticals that don't go through your liver, people. I've done an episode on it. It's got to be atrocious. It's, it cannot be a pellet pill shot cream. Okay. I digress. They're a miracle maker. If you are really having ovarian trouble and you're really having hormonal imbalance and you're really having trouble trying to conceive, I do believe there's a holistic and natural way to do it. And for me, it's the bioidenticals that the only kind of hormone solver I work with. And they come from a local pharmacy in Kansas, Kansas city that I'm close to. O'Brien pharmacy, Lisa Everett Anderson was on the show. You can find her a few episodes back and they are unicorns, even in the pharmaceutical, even like the holistic pharmacy world because of the way that they create their products. And <laughs> Orion Pharmacy and I know there's a different way we could do things and make buku bucks, but it would short change the patient or the client and rob them of their health. So my point being, this pharmacy is great. I don't yet have another form of hormones I would recommend, but any provider, if you have a provider you love, they can prescribe through Orion. And if you're having trouble trying to conceive, and you're on, you know, month 12, month 24, and you're just being told to take some adaptogens. I'm sorry, but that's usually not going to cut it. Women in their late twenties, early thirties, most of them, if you've been on birth control for a number of years, a period of time, or does have severe like stress and trauma to your body, you need hormone support. And it's very limited in the kind that I would recommend. So does that make sense? I hope so. Okay. The second part of step one is to track your ovulation and then know where the moon's at. We have way more rhythmic genes than the boys do. Women, like our DNA, our genetics are cyclical. And so getting to know your cycle, and you can go through all of the I Am Women blog posts. I'll link them below. And you can go through the, the other podcasts. I'm really diligent about teaching you how to do this, but I want to bring this into this episode in a shorty quickie version to say, you have to start to understand your body's rhythm. Women, the easiest way to do it is start to notice when you bleed. So if you have a a menstrual period, and if you don't, and you're like, I know that's part of the problem that I'm trying to get pregnant and I have PCOS or I have symptoms of, and I'm having, you know, 40 to 60 to 75 day cycles. It's okay. Breathe get a little progesterone in you through a trosh, not through your liver, get your inflammation under control. You will start to have a
1: cycle and you will start to have a cycle that is closer together. I promise, I see it all the time. And so once we get
0: your hormones balanced, which came before tracking, you can start to notice, am I bleeding with the full moon, the new moon, the waxing or the waning moon? Your body will start to be pretty cyclical. But don't be surprised, as we talked about on the show, is it the moon or is it your spirit baby, that if you have a big energetic change or shift in your life and you were, say, you know, running this multi-six-figure business and you were in charge of a wellness center and you had this like nonprofit and you were giving research publications and then you shifted your focus to say, you know what, I think I want to be a mama focus more on my marriage and work from home and cut my work in half, you betcha your cycle is probably going to change from bleeding on the full moon to bleeding on the new moon, right? So you can learn more about that. And I will link all of that below in the show notes, but knowing when you bleed, usually like you, know, okay, if I'm bleeding with the new moon, then you, it's easy to plan things. Cause you just got to know where the moon is. You don't always have to look at your calendar. It's easy to understand if you're a day or two late and you're like, say you're on day, you're having 28 day cycles to 29 to 30. Something's probably actually not wrong with your body. If you're bleeding whenever that new moon or the day before the new moon or the day after the full, whatever your pattern is, because the moon cycle changes about every 29 and a half days. So knowing when you're bleeding, because then that will start to help you know, when you ovulate, and you can actually feel when you ovulate. And a lot of you listening are probably like, dead and I can totally feel it. And then you start to have symptoms and you start to have knowings of when you're ovulating. And then you get to say, okay, body, we're a partnership, we're a team. I'm not having to, if you don't want, medicate and put you into a box and make you work the way I want, we can go with the body. Because the truth is, if you're ovulating every use cycle on day 12 and you know that, Good chance that you can get pregnant on day twelve, if you're ovulating every cycle. You're seeing like day sixteen, and then sometimes it's day twenty, and then you but then you start to notice your symptoms. Then you're looking for those symptoms. So getting to know your body, I recommend starting with when do you bleed, where's the moon, and then keeping in your calendar, your day planner. Kate Northrop has a beautiful planner, the Do Less Planner, that really started to help me understand. Okay, I'm not actually crazy. I thought that just every month, like some weeks of my life were really good and happy. And then it was up to like my food or my sleep or my life circumstances and how I felt. And then I realized, no, like every cycle on day 26 or 28, like I kind of feel like shit, (laughs) like I don't feel good. And it's just my body saying, hold on. There's nothing wrong. I want to pull all of your resources within because you're about to release your menstrual lining. And like, that takes a lot of energy. Or if you're noticing, you just can't stick to your low-cal, low-carb diet, which I don't recommend for fertility, by the way, huge red flag. Uh, But if you can't stick to your nutrition or diet on day 21 of your period, and you're seeing it happen every month, like your, your body's doing something for a reason. So then you can set yourself up for success. This is individualized. Um, a blood test we could run, a Dutch test working one on one, this can be really helpful. And in the I am woman prequel course, the fertility and hormone course, you can learn all about it. But if you're just starting out, if you're like, is there another way than IVF there is, and getting your hormones balanced and check, and then starting to look at bioidenticals and then really knowing when do I ovulate? And just a little tweak in your hormones will also change. So sometimes we're working with women's progesterone and estrogen levels. And once we get things balanced, if they were ovulating early, like early quote unquote, but your body finds the norm, day eight, 10, 12, we get everything within range. And then they're ovulating day 14, 15, or 16. We tend to have better outcomes. Okay, let's move on to step number two, fruit, nutrition. We're going to talk about food. So step number two, I want to start by saying that fruit is the sacred feminine of food. Fruit is the womb of the planet. When you eat fruit, you are eating the mother of plants, the divine feminine, the ovaries of the earth. I mean, think about like a strawberry. It's just like a bajillion little seeds in that thing. Think about a watermelon. A watermelon is literally like a huge ovary that was birthed through the earth from a plant that has a bunch of little eggs in it that could sprout into new babies or new fruit. Connecting yourself with fruit and like fruit that really nourishes you, exploring new fruits. If you can go pick your own fruit, if you can travel somewhere, we were in Miami in South Florida um, two weeks ago. And like we went to a farmer's market and we tried all this new fruit and I just felt fully alive. And I also felt my womb space come alive. And then I thought about this episode that I was preparing for you all and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the fruit, like, and it's the sun. And so go somewhere that inspires you. It could just be your local farmer's market in the spring or summer or fall. Winter's a little hard and you're probably going to have to rely on some frozen fruit um, or, you know, go somewhere to the tropics, but fruit is incredible. And fruit gets a bad rap. There is recent investigation in, in nutrition, um, that, Diet and time to pregnancy is has better outcomes, suggesting higher intakes of fruit may improve time to pregnancy, improving fertility. This study is by Greger, twenty twenty. You can look it up on PubMed. I'll link it in the show notes. Preconception diet, fertility, and later health in pregnancy, and it's saying like, hey guys, we've kind of got a crazy study going on. Something we're seeing over here that. Women who eat more fruit typically get pregnant quicker. Duh. <laughs> They're eating the divine feminine and the like the earth mother. That this, I mean, this fruit is here. Think of like the Garden of Eden, like it was just a bunch of fruit. And you can have your, you know, wild caught salmon and your grass fed bison, like the focus on fruit if you're having trouble with fertility. And so, fruit gets a bad rap. Fructose in fruit is not the fructose in processed sweets. Let me read that again. Fructose in fruit, I have this like so capitalized in my notes, is not the fructose in processed sweets. It is completely bioidentically, not the same, not identical, biologically, very different. It's just like when you break down the molecules, they are different. Your liver and your blood sugar have demonstrated different responses from eating a whole bag of grapes, which I would recommend if you can, if that's what your body wants in one sitting, there's not too much versus eating like fruity pebbles or fruit loops, or even like muffins or like these healthy quote unquote vegan snack bars, just like processed crap. Right? So what does this mean? You can eat as much fruit as you want. I promise the antioxidants in fruit are medicine for your cells, particularly for your ovaries and your baby. The antioxidants are medicine for your cells, especially for ovaries and baby antioxidant means protection. So just think like free radical damage, oxidative stress and DNA destruction that oftentimes results in lack of fertility or, you know, really detrimental outcomes. Antioxidants, they're like soldiers and protectors in your body and fruit is packed full of them. So if you're desiring to be pregnant, really take a look at how much fruit you're eating or not eating for that matter. And I'm not talking about a modest bowl of grapes. Like, you know, the little things of blueberries that they sell, like the small package. And you're like, i just have half on my protein packed oats or my you know, chicken salad, like, no, 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 no. I want you to get the big thing of blueberries, like the one from Costco. And if you eat that for a meal or a snack, I'm so proud. Like that's the kind of fruit multiple times a day we're talking about. And you can also go back to the hormone episode that I did with Lisa Everett Anderson, owner and founder of O'Brien Pharmacy, and hear her talk about like how fruit originated for humans as the divine feminine and why We are so biologically wired to eat it and eat it in tons. So those freaky fruitarians that you follow on Instagram have something figured out, Uh, but just see like, where can it fit into your life? Like maybe you trade out your rice cakes and peanut butter for fruit for a snack, or your morning is now a completely bountiful fruit breakfast and even into your lunch. So I'm talking about like a ton of fruit in a day. Fruit is a meal. Fruit isn't just a side dish and eating fruit will truly help to bring your fertility back. If you feel side effects as you eat fruit, please, please, please work with a knowledgeable clinician who does not fear fruit themselves. Cause there's tons of them and can help you understand how to reverse insulin resistance while eating fruit and heal past Herx reactions happening. Like if you're eating strawberries and your mouth hurts, or, you know, you're drinking oranges and you're not feeling well, there's something going on. And it's important to look at that. Okay. So we've talked about step one, hormones and tracking your ovulation, your menstrual cycle, getting to know your body on a cycle of rhythm. Number two, fruit and nutrition. Fruit is the sacred feminine of food. Fruit is the womb of the planet. And number three, sacral creativity. So excited to talk to you about this. We're going to just really buzz through these next couple steps and then go through a really special energetic teaching here at the end. So you have an energy center that is responsible for the activation of your sex and reproductive organs. You have an invisible swirling ball of life force that activates or deactivates the glands and organs living in your body. So every organ responds to an energy center and you can think of your energy centers as living like, like hover your hand, I
1: don't know, two, one to three inches above your body. You might be like, I feel something. Yeah, you do. Do it over your heart.
0: and Do it over your third eye. Do it over your belly. Those are energy centers. And you can feel energy, heat, tingly, vibration, a pull, a push. It'll feel different depending on the center and what's going on in your body and then the way your physical body interprets energy. So your energy field is the most powerful governing force over your physical body. And the good news is that fertility isn't all up to diet, hormones, supplements, tracking, peeing on sticks, writing things in journals, eating seven bags of grapes a day. (laughs) Hallelujah. The first place to begin, although you could eat seven bags of grapes a day if you wanted, I'd support you. Uh, The first place to begin in cultivating your fertility is your energy field. And it's often the most approachable and accessible, especially when life is crazy and you're working on your nutrition and you're got that consult booked to get in and get your hormones looked at. You're like, I still want to make this happen. You want to allow it to happen. Right. And so working in your energy field is like your, your first way to just step in. So download the fertility companion guide linked in the show notes for incredible step-by-step information. It's free linked below. Pause the episode enter your email, get it downloaded, come back to the episode, and then you will have like a resource guide in front of you that when you're done listening to this, you can go back to and work through, print it out, put it by your nightstand, save it on your phone, whatever you need to do will help guide you. So where to begin when you're cultivating your sacral energy center. So take your hands and just put them on your belly button, like put your index finger in your belly button and then just bring your hands underneath. So like thumbs sit under the belly button, just slide them down right there. This is your sacral energy center. It is in charge of creativity, expression, joy. It governs your ovaries, males, testes, reproductive organs, and this so, so important part of your body when trying to conceive. So let's attune ourselves to this energy center. And no matter where your energetic or faith or spiritual principles are at, you have an energy center. Like it is you. So this is just go with me on the science on this and have a metaphysical experience. So while thinking about your lower belly, your womb space, oftentimes when we think of our womb space, we're going down to our root energy center, which is like below our crotch, like our tailbone. But this is like just above the pubic bone, like low, low belly, like where you get menstrual cramps, Right, so
1: just take a moment to tune your breath and attention here, and start to see the color orange. And start to smell tangerines.
0: And start to taste warm, sweet potatoes or carrots in the oven baking with maple syrup and honey and cinnamon. Imagine yourself creating art, writing, dancing, making love, or walking in nature. That's it. You've stimulated this energy center. Now we're gonna go a little bit deeper. So imagine the inverse energy. So you're still connecting with this lower belly part, overworked. Oof, that's a lot of us, right? Unable or unwilling to express oneself emotionally, constantly in routine and overdrive without flow or pleasure. Like a day, this happens to so many people who are overworked. They're like, I love my errands day. I get to like go to Target, get a drink shop around, have like, that's called flow. And every human needs that in a great element in their life. Like, yeah, there are days that have to be structured and our brains are like babies. They love structure. Structure is good for us. Like waking up at the same time, going to the same bed at the same time, particularly earlier is better for the immune system. But like there's structure, but you have parts in your day where you have some gaps where you don't feel like you are just pedal to the metal. Also working with this inverse energy, lack of creativity and cooking, you're just like Bleh. when you make food or writing or hobbies or love making. creativity can show up in all different ways. And especially when you feel disconnected from the universe or God without a purpose, this is when this energy center starts to get shut down. So where do you feel your state is more aligned within this moment? When I was talking about orange and sweet potatoes and tangerines and making love and writing and walking in nature and cooking creative meals. Or are you like, I'm kind of overworked. I never feel like I have flow. I'm lacking creativity and I feel like my purpose is a little foggy. So is it the first example or the last? This is a gentle indicator, just this check-in of this energy center being opened or constrained. So working to open the center will never hurt you. So like the more work you do to blossom the sacral center, the better. Like there are such things as overactive energy centers, but I promise you the sacral in this day and age is very hard and eating fruit will help. And like getting creative, like, um, today from the store, I got a new Kiwi and a new mango and cherries and nectarines. I haven't put those things together. And I don't know, probably ever. And I'm like, I want to make a creative fruit salad and cut things in new ways. And like just that alone is starting to work in this energy center and you're eating fruit for fertility. (laughs) So taking a, just a general analysis over your energy. And if this energy is closed down or even functioning in a deficit, so your ovaries, uterus, fallopian tubes, and reproductive organs for men and women will not produce the reproduction materials needed or the quality needed for viable pregnancy. And when we're trying to make a baby, that's really, really important. So for some step-to-step guides and just some tangible resource and help, go ahead and download that free fertility guide linked in the show notes for more information. Go ahead and pause, grab it. It'll be in your inbox when you get back. So coming back to the episode, step number four is connecting with your spirit baby. Okay. First thing I want to say, going back up to step one. If you're feeling you're having trouble connecting to God or angels or whatever it is to you, the spirit, then consider your hormones because hormones, as we talked about in the hormone episode with Lisa Everett Anderson, I believe that's episode nine, but I could be wrong. I w- I will have to look later. Hormones connect the physical to the spiritual plane. So what's one thing that was really cool about my hormone healing journey is I just became like fully alive. I mean, I've always had a lot of energy. Um, and part of that's just like my go-getter personality and the way that God made me. And then but now I have like, I call it like life force, like not just, I have to get this done and burning through my adrenals, but now I have like inspiration back in me and I have vitality and vibrancy. And like, I dance in my kitchen again, and I wear lipstick and like crazy things. And I do feel more connected spiritually. Even working as a sensitive, intuitive, and a practitioner for a number of years, having your hormones in check because they connect this physical to the spiritual plane is helpful. Okay, now if you're like, my hormones are good, Jen. I've been working with you. I've been working with someone. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to hear about this energetic and spiritual part of fertility and pregnancy. Okay, fasten your seatbelts. We're going to go quick. If you have a desire for a baby you have a baby and spirit waiting to connect with you. I'm not God. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't play either role. And I will tell you that I have seen many, 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 most of the time, these children are meant to be with us. If we have a desire for them on earth. And sometimes there's a really special spiritual connection. Um, Maybe, you know, I don't have the book on the universe. If past lives are a thing or parallel lives. Maybe you've connected with them another place. Maybe it was a pregnancy you knew or didn't even know you lost. Uh, maybe it's just an angel. Like I don't have the book on the universe, but I will tell you from working and energy healing sessions and readings with people, if you have a desire for a baby, you have a baby in spirit waiting to connect with you. And if you're like me, you're like, well, I think I probably should be a mom. Like I I think that would be good. And you, some women, I love this. And this wasn't me. They're like, no, no, no I'm like here to be a mom. And I was like, crap, I don't feel that. Hmm. But my spirit baby started coming to me. And that made me, it always makes me want to cry. That made me like start to feel like I do want to be a mom. And she is like awakening this desire in me and a desire I didn't have. So whether you have or have not, the desire, it will find you. If you were like me and you're like, I don't have the desire, so there's no baby. We'll just stay open, stay open, my friend. But if you have that burning desire and you're like, why am I not pregnant? I feel like part of my whole existence on this earth is to bring the soul from heaven into earth. You're correct, and. You don't have to have proclaimed fancy powers or be, you know, a titled psychic medium to connect with your the very soul that is meant to join you, guide you, and grow you during this lifetime that is your child. In the same way you talk to God or feel connected to a past loved one or a pet or nature, you can sense your spirit baby. And when I say spirit baby, I just mean like the soul of your baby that. You know, when, when they say like, when the verse says knit in your mother's womb, like I knew you before all time, like souls have always existed. It's, we could go down a rabbit hole that I don't know how to go down. Cause I'm still like in, in the inquiry of like, who created God, God has existed. God created us. Okay. So like all of the energy, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And the energy is here. Like that soul, whether it's in a human body or not is existing. And you have the very DNA. So, you know, like this is kind of the age that we're learning a lot about AI and technology and how it's helping us and how it might not help us. But one thing we're for sure about is I watched this amazing presentation by Greg Braden at the Hay House Conference in in Tampa like a month ago because it was the new moon, yeah. And he broke down, I can't even tell you how he did this, but it was so scientific. And part of his like life's work studies, he broke down, you know, like, the the is it c t a g of dna like if you break down dna it's like the side like the guanine the you know all the letters i'm like drawing a blank i'm gonna say it wrong so i'm just gonna stop by my head um he broke that down and it like translated parts of latin and the latin was like yahweh like Um, breath of life, God within us, like it just was so amazing. I cannot replicate his presentation, even begin to explain it. And this I didn't even write this down to talk about, but that's why I love podcasts, is we can go and flow. Um, but he said his whole presentation was like scientifically, our DNA literally says, like, what sets us apart from AI and basically robots that could do most of the same things we can, which is a little scary, um, and a little helpful in in technology in some ways. He's like, they don't have divinity. They don't have connection to source. So like, as I'm talking about, you're like, what does this have to do with my spirit, baby Jen? Um, You can literally in your DNA connect with what is higher. It's in you. It takes everything in you to block it and nothing in you to feel it. You will always feel like you're making it up as you start to get acquainted with it. You might have dreams. You might journal and feel your spirit baby. You might have visions or just a knowing or see, be reading scripture and see your dark haired, blue eyed baby girl. Okay. You have to trust this because if you have a desire for a baby, you have a spirit waiting to connect with you. And so, in the same way you talk to God, you can sense your spirit baby. So, God, the angels, all souls live on the same radio station you know, hypothetically, proverbially, waiting for us to tune in and connect. We just have to shift ourselves to connect with them, right? And sometimes we'll shift where they're at to connect with us. So listen to the Spirit Baby episode or read the blog in the show notes for my personal Spirit Baby story. If you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is me too. And since I came out of the Spirit Baby closet and started talking about this, I mean, women who are just like, I never thought had these thoughts that are, I'd say more secular in my life. And I never thought had these moments of connection, which they're my teachers. I am not their teacher shocker (laughs) when you're like, I am so spiritual. I can teach these people a thing or two. And they come and send you a message or you run into them in the store and they're like, I've been reading about your spirit baby or your hearing. And these are all the experiences I had. And I just knew my son and I knew like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And here I was thinking that you didn't have this experience or they've even, I've known them on a personal level. And they're like, I just don't like, Jen, I just don't feel what you feel, but they have connections with their unborn children. It happens all the time. And I want you to know that you can connect. So how can you connect? How do you feel most connected to God? Is it walks in nature, journaling, prayer and meditation, next to a lit candle, pulling cards from your Oracle deck, reading the Bible, however your soul leads you to connect, do so. And before you do so, set the intention that you would like to connect with your spirit baby. So pray for a sign from them. I was on a walk today and I asked for a sign at the beginning of the walk. And I was coming back from the walk and I had, it was like an intuitive message of like, Hey, where's your sign? And my ego for a second was like, Oh, I didn't get one. And like, in that moment, my sign was right there in front of me. And I was like, Oh, cool. So they will give them to you. Just maybe not in the exact moment that you're expecting them. You might see the sign while you're driving, walking, grocery shopping, cooking, be open, be patient Could come in a podcast and believe that they want to connect with you because they do. My spirit baby girl actually gave me her name when I was listening to an audiobook and they were talking about angels and they were talking about the kind of angels. And so she goes, that's my name. I was like, Oh, I just met you like a month ago. And you're already telling me your name. Okay. And we went with it. And now I'm just like, that is so her name. And we call her that like my whole family does. It's bizarre. So once you establish this connection, use it to work for your fertility focus. When you feel your spirit baby or catch a glimpse of one of their signs, start to ask them when they feel ready to come. It's a human condition to be like my time this way. We're just humans. I do this all the time with things in my life. <laughs> I am not about that being And like sometimes those things in our life, if they're like spirit babies, uh, can talk back and they can say well, actually I might need some things from you first, mom, before I'm ready to come, like healing your body so that you don't have a really hard pregnancy or moving physical locations because my human design, like how I meant to, this is like so amazing. And you can listen to Timothy Brainerd's episode on human
1: design, but it is very um, possible. It's very true. I guess that The
0: fact is, and then here's where we can bring in the interpretation. The fact is that when we're born, our location, our time, our coordinates have gene keys and have human design. And then if you're into astrology, you can go that way with it too. Where we're born, when we're born, creates part of our personality, our design through interpretation science, right? Like of those modalities. So that's the fact. The possible truth is That maybe your spirit baby's waiting for you to move physical locations because of where they're actually meant to come in at, because that affects their divine design. Maybe they're waiting for you to mend a relationship with a loved one. Maybe they're waiting for you to find your happiness and bliss before they are ready. They want you before you're a mom and devote your life to them. They want you to find you. This is their gift for you. So they are so very real in spirit. You can ask them what, if you feel like they're the one holding it up, like ask them. They're so real in spirit. And let me share with you one of my most surreal moments. And there are many more on this one that I, that in this one, I didn't share on the spirit babies episode because I had not experienced it yet. Linked in the show notes. So I was at a retreat in Mexico. This is so surreal. And it was, it was, with, um, my lovely mentor friend and just like dearest woman, Sarah Jenks. And she was holding a temple ceremony for the women on this retreat who are healing. It was so holy and so sacred. And I was in a lot of pain that day. It was the middle of the retreat. And I'd been feeling like, I mean, I felt on a high the first three days. And I was like, wow, my body can do anything. I can eat anything and be fine. I can not sleep and be fine. And then my body was like, oh, yuck. And something was coming up to be healed. I was really sick. And she looked at me and I was like hanging on this pillow and temple. And she said, that is your pain. Bring it to me. So, you know, we were praying and like connecting and holding hands and like doing this work. And I felt my daughter come in and then she said, your children are here. And I said, yeah, she goes, there are two of them. And in that moment, I I mean, I was having a cathartic release about some just really painful things in my life that, you know, we all go through, but just it had been stored in my gut and my gut was having all these symptoms. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do get these symptoms in my gut sometimes, even after having it be like physiologically, pathologically healed because it's energetic, right? So this, this group of women is doing this incredible sacred and holy work, energetically helping me to release this. And I felt my daughter on my left and I almost said their names. They both have names already, but I mean, God willing, maybe we'll have two daughters instead of a daughter and son, whatever. But these are the children that I have in spirit and feel, especially feel my daughter. Um, the boy, he's there, but I feel like she's so loud that he he kind of tucks back. Um, but anyways, I mean, I was feeling, you know, our body stores things that are really painful because it's easier sometimes than, than feeling it. So when we release things energetically, we have to feel it again. And that's what makes us not want to do the work subconsciously. So I'm feeling this really intense pain, reliving it. It's coming out, feeling it in a conscious way when I had never felt it consciously before. And my spirit babies, they said to me, they said, mom, let us hold you before you hold us. And in that moment was, you know, Sarah was like, I feel your kids. There's two of them. And I felt them. And that's what they said to me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, if I ever doubted that, that they were here in spirit or that I could feel connected with them, like I felt them holding me and it was really cool. I'm like, wow, they're here supporting me in spirit before I'm here or they're here with me, then I'm holding them and breastfeeding them, God willing. And like all of the things, right? so cool. So they're so real and I can't encourage you enough. So, okay. Let me also share in the terms of like our spirit babies kind of call them the shots. I mean, they do have a pretty good role in deciding when they come. I have this client that is so dear to me. I adore her and I've known her for a very long time. And it's her story is currently inspiring me. And I think it'll inspire you too. So she has, she is a little bit opposite than me. She's like, I am here to be a mom and she's had, you know, so we started to work together intuitively first, and then it got into hormones and she's doing amazing. And she's very much on her way. And so she has this desire and so we're getting her hormones, right. And then all of these disasters start coming with her car, with her house. She's having dreams of her spirit, baby, even more desire she gets a chemical pregnancy and miscarriages or miscarries. And, you know, we're both working in the energy body with the spirit baby and in the physical body with her hormones. And her baby was just like, cause she's like, I feel like I get so close and I have anxiety that it's going to be ripped away from me. And I asked her, I said, connect with your baby. What is she saying? And she's like, the message came through was This is what I need you to do first. And she's about to step into some incredible shifts for her and her husband from the way and the where they live to her work and her entrepreneurial career and her journey. It's just like so inspiring. Like her desire to be a mom and her baby on the other side in heaven is like, okay, I, I see this desire and she's young and she has time and her hormones are moving in a beautiful direction. She's feeling better than ever. And her baby and spirit is like, all right, well, I want to, you know, kind of life coach you into a really good place mom before I come, because it's true in that it could be a very possible scenario that she has the baby and then no longer has the energy or, or desire in that moment to do all these things she's doing right now. So and Gabby Bernstein, uh, there you might, if you like this kind of stuff we talk about on the podcast, you probably know who she is. Her book, uh, what did I just read? Super Attractor. Um, she shares a lot of her fertility story in that, and it's just mind blowing. She was almost forty, I think, maybe forty two. I don't. It doesn't really matter. Like past an age that you, you know, would think, oh, I'm not going to have any trouble. And she, she struggled for years getting pregnant. And it happened in the most beautiful way. She even, you know, had her hopes set on like a holistic and natural birth. And she still had a holistic birth, by the way. I mean, even if she had medication, it could be holistic, but, um, and she was surrendering to the need to go in to the hospital for intervention. And she actually went into labor, like as soon as she surrendered on the way. So I'll let her tell her story. It actually sounds lame coming out of my mouth. But when I read her book, I was just like, this is amazing her story and the way that she tells it. So if you are feeling like you're up against a brick wall with your fertility or pregnancy, lean into these stories because they're going to create the energy in you that brings babies here, okay? One more thing I want to say on this um, with
1: fire you. So before we move to the last step, here's another little bit of good news
0: that I want to share with my sensitives tuning into the show. And like attracts, like if you listen to this podcast, follow me like hanging out as friends or clients, whatever, I guarantee you there's some sensitive pieces in your energy field. Like attracts, like I'm very sensitive in a good way. That also means you're very intuitive in a good way. And so are you. So the degree to your spiritual sensitivity Meaning, your ability to connect, especially with your spirit baby, is the degree of the physical body needs. So, the degree to your spiritual sensitivity equals the degree of your physical body needs, meaning the more sensitive or in tune you are, the more nutrition, hormones, self care requirements your body is going to have. Okay. You can't live like someone else because your frequency or energetic signature is not like theirs. So if your BFF Betty got pregnant on the pill by drinking six Dr. Peppers a day, don't beat yourself up. It's not your fault. Don't beat your body up because remember, there's a different energetic signature that you embody and your body's going to require something different of you. It's for a significant spiritual and energetic reason. And there's nothing wrong with your body. And there's nothing wrong with your body when your doctor who is a proclaimed fertility expert said, well, all you need to do is go gluten-free and then take this oral progesterone and do some meditations. Like That works for everyone else. I don't know. you're You're just infertile. No, no, no. I promise you, if you connect and hone your spiritual connection, your baby will talk to you. The spirit will talk to you. You will connect and you will get the directions that no expert or provider can give you. And it's waiting for you. But sometimes we crave these desires so deeply and anxiously. And we want them so soon that it's just like terrifying for us to connect and be like, Oh, our baby wants us to wait another three years. Wow. Okay. That puts fear in me. So it's just, it's a process. All right. So we have gone through step number one, hormones and tracking your cycle. Step number two, fruit nutrition. Step number three, sacral creativity Step number four, connecting with your spirit baby. And now, step number five, the ovary energetic exam. So, possibly the most important, helpful tool of this episode, I'm going to teach you to sense your own ovarian energy and decipher what is at play. You can do this with me in a quiet and meditative setting. Or you can just be on the go and listening and hearing for what to do when you get into a place that would work for you. Does that make sense? Okay, so you can just tune in, do this with me, or remember the techniques and come back to the ovaries and this information later. So a little bit about the ovaries. Uh, the ovaries are, si- there's the size of small walnuts and they energetically feel like spheres of two small oranges. So in your body physically, think of walnuts, energetically, if you're like, wow, this was bigger than walnuts when I'm using my tuning forks, which are going to be your fingers, then you're correct. So connecting with these two energy centers, even if the ovaries have been removed is the first step in connecting with your creativity and fertility. So if you're just curious about this episode and you, you know, even if your ovaries were removed and you're having a different kind of pregnancy or birth or bringing a child into your family in a different kind of way, I still want you to do this. If you were menopausal and you're just like, oh, this is interesting. I just wanted to listen for, for me, for a friend, for a daughter. I still want you to do this because as a woman, your ovarian energy is going to tell you where you can heal in your life. So there's three types of ovarian imbalances. There's blocked, absent, overactive. Blocked is like, it's there, but it feels weak. And I want you, this is the important part that you're going to tune into. So just trust yourself, play, make believe, pretend you're playing like dolls with your niece or your granddaughter or your your little sister, and think of blocked. Like okay, something's there. It just feels kind of weak. Absent is dead. <laughs> Overactive. Wow, that's a lot of energy. These are the three energetic pathologies that we'll work with, and ovarian presence
1: is the medicine. And so ovaries are the command station. Excuse me, between heaven and earth for creation and fertility.
0: Connect, observe, record your own ovarian energy center findings, and then we will decode it together. Sound good? Okay, so first let's do left versus right ovary. I just want to explain what you can tune into energetically, spoiler alert. Um, but these are some differences in energy. Left is feminine, right is masculine. So left receiving, right giving energy, left being energy, right ovary doing energy left ovary nourishing energy, right ovary helper energy, left ovary produces abundant energy, right ovary produces relentless energy, left ovary is going to be in charge of honing playful energy, why the right is serious energy, left ovary is intuitive, why the right Energy from the ovary is going to be more logical. Left ovary energy is going to feel more glamorous, and the right's going to feel more sensible. Left ovary energy is going to feel more inward, and the right ovary energy is going to feel more outward. And finally, the left ovary energy is more spiritual, while the right ovary energy is more energetic. Okay. Or physical, I should say. The left spiritual, right, more like physical plane. So let us heal. So just take three of your deepest breaths. You don't have to like meditate for five hours or chant or draw pictures of angels to connect. (laughs) You're connected just by breathing and allowing anything
1: else to drop away. So taking your last breath in and through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay, make peace signs with your fingers, both hands. Connect your pointer and your middle finger together
0: take your fingers and put them in your belly button. So you have peace sign fingers touching both hands in your belly button, it's a tight bit. Great, pull your fingers both just outside the belly button. Now go down about two finger breaths. So just think, scoot your hand down one, scoot your hand down two, about two centimeters. And then you will be in the energetic sphere of your ovaries. Now just lightly
1: hold these tuning forks over your ovaries, about halfway in between your thigh crease and your belly button. And now just hover these tuning forks slightly over the skin so you're not touching. And taking a few deep breaths and just noticing what you feel. So go ahead and drop the left hand, just remembering your place and start with the right finger tuning forks over the right ovary. And just notice what you feel. Is it absent? Is it blocked? Is it overactive? Or does it feel easy and steady? Okay, now move over to the left before you think about it too much. Is it absent? Is it blocked? Is it overactive? Is it steady? Shake okay. out your hands. Think about one or two words, maybe three that you would use to
0: describe both sides. When I first did this exercise, my right was like a forest fire and my left was dead. <laughs> and I just did it with you all. And my right feels steady, no longer overactive. And my left, like, she's coming back from the dead. There was some energy there. I'm like, hey, girl, let's go. I had intuitive tell me once many years ago. She's like, you have a sluggish leftover. And I was like, cool. And then I did this and like had a flashback to that. And I was like, no, no, no. I have a dead leftover. And it's revived. So wild things can happen. So let's talk about how to triage what your findings and understand what's going on. So we'll talk about left ovary imbalances and the three things, the three main words we used, and then right ovary imbalances. And then we'll just touch a little bit on fertility. And then this episode will be complete. So left ovary imbalances, a blocked left ovary can mean typically energetically you're rejecting feminine receptive power. So blocked left ovary restricts creative flow and ability to replenish her own energy. Protective response from wounding towards her own femininity, not feeling safe to be sensual, visible, or feeling like feminine energy is just kind of a waste of time and doesn't bring anything productive. Disbelief that um, you could be both feminine and powerful and a woman's protection is connection with her left ovary. What about absent left ovary? letting others steal your fire. A woman receives her femininity, then lets others take possession of this fire energy for their own needs when there's an absent left ovary. relationship. And oh my gosh, like reading that, I'm like, can think back to where I was when my left ovary was like better than a doornail. And this was totally happening. Like any power I had within me, I unconsciously was just letting other people tell me how they were going to use me to benefit them and their businesses. It was just wild. (laughs) I know I can see it. Yay for healing. Left ovary imbalance, absent left ovary is relationship power imbalances, unwanted sexual attention, blocking highly intuitive abilities. I was sitting on my hands half the time and not doing the energetic spiritual work and the functional medicine consults needed. Thinking People don't want this. It's subconsciously and soulfully why they were there. Also, if you have an absent left ovary receiving energy without conscious attention, this part of the body continuously receives subtle energies with or without awareness. So like you got gifts, girl, let that left ovary fly. What about an overactive left ovary nurturing beyond the call of duty receives too much energy from others so that she lacks fuel for her own nourishment and project ventures. This is like most women in our society and overactive will eventually burn out and be absent. Takes in more energy than they have reserves for, feeling obligated to cater to others and dismiss her own needs. Hello, women in America. Belief that a woman's value is to care, is the care that she provides for others. Okay, so let's move to the right. And just jot down, pause this, make your notes, use this as like a tool for energetic diagnostics and working in these themes in your life and you can take this to your energy healer and say hey here's what came up in my my scan can we dive into this or your therapist or you know whoever your friend right ovary imbalance starting with blocked right ovary rejecting protective masculine power so if you felt nada in your right ovary you may not make space for creative projects undervaluing your ability or does not recognize your contribution or her contributions might be experiencing lack of self-worth, mm-hmm. physical opportunities she sees do not match her spirit. She feels her creative energy is unsafe, believes she has no right to claim her creative expression, limited feminine range, as in it can just feel unsafe to like be in your emotions, being your feelings, being in your sensuality. It's like, nope, constrict that, keep it in. Lacks faith in her ability to create what she wants, living an uninspired life. Feel you sister, this can happen. Okay, what about an absent right ovary giving away your fire? Uses her creative energy but fails to maintain ownership of her creative direction. Experiences challenge in being seen, being recognized, and standing up for herself. Has not stepped into authentic identity. Self sabotage or downplay success to avoid direct attention. May relinquish her creative essence in exchange for personal validation or sense of security, may be tempted to steal the fire of others as she is not building her own, will not be able to shine until she sees the light of her own fire. So this, you know, I talk so heavily about like women were disconnected from her feminine energy. But I have worked with plenty of women who are disconnected from their masculine and are heavily in their feminine. And this is very important too, of like. I talk a lot about where I've been and where I resonate, but I have done no matter in the order, if there's a client I've been working with in business and she's very strong in her feminine, lacking her healthy masculine. And I do this over skin on her and I'm like that right over is like, I ain't here <laughs> what you need. And the more that we balance these things out in her energy field, for her business, for her home life, for You know, her personal gain, then the ovaries start to reflect that. It's amazing. You have like these little truth tellers in your body. So, the last one an overactive right ovary, a pattern of overextension. Yep. (laughs) This was my first scan. Takes on more projects than she can energetically sustain. Accesses her ovarian energy without replenishing herself, depletes her energy system. Hello, autoimmune disease. Believes she must take care of others' physical needs or the external demands of life in order to be loved or considered worthwhile. Yep, culture teaches young girls to be cooperative and helpful, seeks validation from what she can do for others rather than what she can create for herself. Notice there's some themes from the left side and you might notice this imbalance, these this synergy happening. A woman's creative work is an essential component of her feminine health and radiance. This is how she manifests joy and ovarian health. So are you living connected to the source? Are you connecting with your ovaries? Do you realize where this truth teller organ and energy field is in your body. And if you're having trouble with your fertility, going through these five steps, really honing into the energy, because a lot of times subconsciously we're in captivity, we're in jail. We're not at our full range of expression, creativity and joy and animals in captivity do not breed. And that captivity can be just energetic. So take this all in, download the free hormone and fertility guide below Listen through this episode again, write out your game plan and what you feel your body and your soul is asking in your spirit baby of you for pregnancy. And then of course, reach out if you need support, see the link in the show notes and consider the I am woman program, prequel and sequel courses I have created to take you through your holistic fertility journey. Then through your pregnancy and birth planning, it is never too late to start or too early to begin planning for pregnancy. Learning the knowledge you need to know now, you will not get in your doctor's office, I promise. So if you're interested in the live pregnancy program, this is the last week as you're hearing this to sign up. And if you've missed it or listening to this episode later, check out the link in the show notes to catch the independent study or the one-on-one program that will be offered. As always... I promise your body can heal, your body can conceive, your soul is guiding you on this path into a frequency and life that is beyond your wildest dreams at this moment. Surrender, trust, have faith, and take just the next very right step. And I'll see you next week. And in the meantime, if you could subscribe, rate this show, leave a review, help this message reach millions of women around the world, I would be so grateful. I'll see you next week, my friends.